Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Zero season two episode 33 starts now. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. Big old show. Let's get it. Let's go. Anderson. Hey, everybody. I'm not going to sing or stretch out my words like the two of you, but yeah, it's a chonky show. Very excited. That's right. Chonky show. We got Jamie Girac. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. (laughs) Jamie loves that hour later start time. We love Thursdays. Why not? The West Coast is alive and well at this hour. Uh, we have a special guest joining us for the She-Hulk portion of the show. I'm not going to spoil it for you yet. I'm just going to make you wait. You're going to find out by watching us live or listening to the podcast all the way through. You know how we like to do it. Marvel News of the first half of the show. Spoilers for whatever came out that week. <laughs> With Marvel, there's always something every week. So this week, it is episode two of She-Hulk. And uh, we're going to dive into that in the second half of the show. But first of all, I do want to say thank you to everybody who keeps subscribing to the Phase Zero YouTube channel. If you're watching us live now, please subscribe. Also, shout out to Jenna for making an awesome Easter eggs video. If you guys are not watching those, you're missing out. There is some knowledge bombs being dropped. Jenna's doing a great job in the She-Hulk Easter eggs videos. So make sure you go check those out after you listen to or watch today's show and subscribe to the channel. so We can keep having awesome surprise guests like we do today. And with that, the most important topic of them all, Jamie is going to kick us off with some really hard-hitting stuff here about the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we just, we have to tackle this. We have to address it, okay? Yeah, Jamie, yeah. Uh, Brandon was going to was gonna tackle this one, and I was like, you're not going to let me tackle the horny conversation? So as we all know, last, ge- last week we learned that Cap was not a virgin. Big shocker. And uh, Brandon wants us to uh, really talk about how, you know, uh, the MCU has been horny for a while. That's Brandon Davis's words, and I agree with them. Uh, he's made a list that I, I would love to read off some of your lists, Brandon. Please, uh, read the whole thing. Go ahead. Okay, and we've, got, you, we've got Steve in 1943. We saw oh, the way that, uh, that, that uh, <laughs> looking, you know, those winky winkies ladies on the tour. To, uh, Tony and Pepper and everything else that walks. I mean, they were the originals. We saw them dancing in that first movie. We knew what was going on. We got Thor and Jane uh, and a wolf lady on a lady wolf. And uh, as reference. <laughs> In the new movie, uh, we saw what was going on from the first Thor. We saw his arms and now we've seen her arms. We know we know what those arms are doing. Bruce and Natasha. We all know I'm a fan of them. Uh, I, 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 that's more of a longing of a lust. We're not getting uh, a connect, but uh, but they're there. We've got Hulk on Sakaar. We know he's doing something. There's more coming on that one later. Uh, Wanda Envision, a literal robot, is doing things and creating babies. I know what that is. The future is now. And then Brandon, I like that he wrote this. Clint is married. What a good boy. <laughs> but he's got three babies so you know he's good at something uh and then i love though that brandon did not include the internals which is the one the actual sex scene but it's the most sexless oh thing god. Oh, that's right. you're right oh my god oh my no god, i think that's right. really indicative of how late that moment is yeah that was that was that was that was a moment yeah. That, was, that was a moment in the MCU, yep. Um, honestly, well, though, Drew and Macari are, are way more of a ship for me out of Eternal. 100%. Than yeah. Anybody else. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they've been doing. We can assume. They've been around for thousands of years. So if another character has been around for thousands of years, Loki. And Loki, you know, I think Loki's doing everything and anything. Why not? So, mm-hmm. I, listen, everybody was shocked. We found out Steve Rogers was not a virgin and that uh, the birds and the bees do exist in the MCU. Listen. They've been put, it's been right in our faces this whole time. They just haven't they just haven't said anything about it. I just wanted to, that's that was the whole point. I don't know. I don't even know if there was a point here. I just keep seeing it. <laughs> I was like, we gotta find a way to talk about this. Let's list off every character in the MCU. That's, and to, listen, Tony Stark, the first Iron Man, that man was he had a reporter that fell out of bed. So and then Pepper took out the trash, if you remember. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Pepper, Pepper Potts went full savage mode. Yes. Hey, I don't even know what there is to talk about this. I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had a thrill reading it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, it, it's just, it's a, it's a hot topic, if you will. Uh, everybody is, everybody's doing it now. And um, I'd like to say that Joshua in the comments have brought up Valkyrie licking her sword, but that was cut. So it doesn't yeah. count. And it I am does, still mad about it. Exist. Same here. Yeah. I will say, like, in the grand scheme of things, when you read off the entire list and when Clint Barton is the only one on here outside of Wanda and Vision who is, like, married and is a good, responsible boy, knowing, like, comic-accurate Clint Barton, that is extremely funny because that could not be further from how he's often portrayed in the comics. The so. messy divorce energy from his haircut in Avengers Endgame <laughs> is more true to his comics depiction than yeah. anything else that's happened to Clint in MCU, unfortunately. Absolutely. Also, all this is telling is we need a shipping uh, spinoff show. We need the MCU Phase Zero <laughs> spinoff show where it's just shipping talk. Top 10 ships. Top, top 10 uh, ships. If Jamie I can write a new uh, fan fiction, a sexy fan fiction for every episode, uh, that's what <laughs> Oh, boy. Come on. Come on. Share yours. Come on the show. Share your weird fan fiction. Fastos found love in Eternals. Oh, There's, yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, what, what sucks for Fastos is that Fastos is dating a human man. Which means that man's gonna die, and Fastos is gonna live for like thousands of years. Like that's that's tough. That's tough love to sign up for, right there. Way to like bum all of us out. Now that I'm thinking about that, I'm super sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you know, if you're an eternal, how you you can only tough. Can you can you love a human? I don't know. If you're the vision, you can love a human, but yeah, that's either way. Either way, it's tragic. It's gonna be anyway. Yeah, the MCU has that going for it. Uh, Anyway. Uh, we want to talk. I, there's something else I want to talk about. This was a this was a thread I saw on Reddit that I turned into an article on ComicBook.com because it was a slow news week. If I'm being honest about it, and it ended up being a pretty interesting topic in the uh, Phase Zero community. There was an idea for an MCU anthology series which would tell stories of Avengers level events from the perspective of like civilians on the ground. And the image for it was Kate Bishop as a kid in the penthouse of New York City, seeing Avengers Tower, seeing the Battle of New York, and that. Probably is my favorite scene of Hawkeye. Hawkeye's pretty good. My, fir- my favorite scene was the first scene because I love the perspective of like, I just think it's cool to see like, what would, what would we think if the Avengers were flying around, crashing into buildings? What other stories could be told there uh, in that sort of regard where you just see like Iron Man fly by, the cap shield happen, I don't know, something like that. And I thought it was just cool. So I'm going to pull up the ideas that I saw for it. Did you guys think of anything about what would be a cool story about like seeing the human perspective of a big, Avengers level event in the MCU should an anthology series like this actually ever happen? So I have an incredibly like specific idea, unsurprisingly rooted in the comics, which is I have been in the camp for like a year or so that it would be really fun to see Millie the model be in the MCU in some way because she was one of Marvel's first like romance characters. She was very much like the answer to Betty and Veronica of just like her little slice of life thing of relationships and having hijinks I think it would be really fun to see that juxtaposed with the events of the MCU and also see like what does celebrity culture look like in the MCU when there are these big Avengers level threats happening that kind of take precedent over everything else like we're going to get that a little with Titania we're going to probably get it with the Wonder Man show but it would be really fun to see that from her perspective too I think I think Titania is going to be an interesting like the boys does this really well they show what what superheroes are like when they're when they're famous and they're idolized and they affect the real world and there's kind of ground level characters and stuff like that i think it would be interesting to see the mcu start to do that with titania it's going to be interesting to see like an influencer i mean you could do like but if you did like a star is born in the mcu i don't know exactly yeah that that would be interesting uh there was a nine episode suggestion list posted by spicy luna dog 99 that's when you know it's going to be good and the nine episodes went like this episode one's battle in new york which we kind of already saw episode two Shields Downfall, Episode 3, Battle of Sokovia, Episode 4, The Snap Part 1, Episode 2, The Snap Part 2, Episode 6, Westview, Episode 7, Celestial Birth. Episode, I, I don't know how Celestial Birth has anything to do with it, because like that was in the middle of the ocean. Somebody <laughs> just like be on a boat, and then all of a sudden the boat just rocks over. Titanic, oh, there's a finger sticking out of the ocean. Uh, <laughs> episode 8, Statue of Liberty Fight slash Multiverse Breaking. Episode 9, Conchie Turning Back in the Sky. Those last two are really interesting, because you could think about like a character on the ground looking up at the sky and seeing the effects. I don't know. I don't know if it does anything, but it's just cool to think about seeing that from the literal ground level. Did I hear that list include uh, shield falling? 
Did yeah, you say yeah. That? Oh, America, well, because if, if you'd like to see a story about what would happen to the Shield agents when Shield, I've got news for you. There's seven whole seasons of this great little show called Agents of Shield that tackles <laughs> that very subject. So it's, you keep that in mind, listeners. Those characters are too good for this story. They're too super heroic. I think the snap stuff could be really interesting. Like, what if, uh, what if, what if somebody builds a business during the fall of the humanity disappears, and they find a way to capitalize on it, and then all of a sudden people come back? Or what if they're a pilot and they're flying a plane, and then they reappear in the sky? That would actually be cool. I've wondered about that because you know, Hulk, it was in his brain. Like, yeah. did, where did they just land? That that, that would be cool. I know that Russo said after the fact, they were like, yeah, and Hulk made sure everyone was safely on the ground afterwards, because that was a thing that we all were thinking about. One thing I would love to know with the snap is like, what if like your spouse gets snapped and you don't, and then you get remarried and then your spouse like snaps back. And then it's like the custody battle and the like marriage stuff with that. Like there's so many like weird little like logistical things I would love to see them tackle because it, it would just be so weird. You go to Joe and he talks you through it. What do you mean? He said, you sit down with him. He talks you through the, the trauma of coming back and not having anywhere to live. It's you and Willem Dafoe sitting next to each other trying to reconcile that you don't have a place in this place anymore, right? Um, <laughs> What's Joe and that one man he went on a date with going to do now? I don't know. Listen. Oh, wow. They're going to cry over appetizers again. <laughs> oh, what? When the salad. Right? <laughs> yeah, the. the, the the peak MCU right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, when, you, when, you, when you said this had to be like a major MCU event, like I had both that idea of like the Marvel's like comic series, like the ground level, like journalists taking pictures of it. And that, of course, that mutants thing would be so awesome. But like I have told like people, my hope, like I, I know that they're not going to do this. We don't know what uh, New World Order is going to be, but I would love if it was like a multiverse sort of weird like time heist thing where you had to send Sam back to the Korean War. And then one of the soldiers had like a camera documenting it and he was traveling Isaiah Bradley and he had a bid next to them and he couldn't tell. It's like, I know you from the future. And then Isaiah is the Captain America that freaking Red Guardian fought in Korea because Russia was over there too and Bucky's there as like a black ops behind the lines person and some poor guy who got injected with the weird first generation super soldier serum just like I don't know what's happening right now what is going on there's a guy with a metal arm this other black guy can fly what's happening right now it would be <laughs> tremendous but it's probably not gonna happen it's probably it's not gonna be gonna higher Aaron I wish I, I told Nick Valdez who works with us about this he was like just just put it in an envelope and when yeah. you run into five you just hand it to him you're probably not going to open it because anthrax, but still, <laughs> you could try. Kevin, are you listening? <laughs> That's actually, a, I love that idea. I want to yeah. watch now, no matter what Captain America New World Order is, if it's not that, I'm going to be disappointed. It's like, there's so many things that are just hanging out there that I would love to see. And I just want poor Isaiah Bradley to be like, give us the thing. Everybody, there's all so many shows. It's not in there. I don't have any pretense, Jamie. Like, have your have your your Scarlet Witch trilogy. I know I'm not going to get my Isaiah Bradley show that's set in the past somehow. You never know. Look where we are now. Look at this. Look at like look at She Hulk. Do we ever think that a show like this would exist? I, I don't. Never say never with the MCU because they just keep on shocking us. Mm. And at least it's not run by Warner Brothers. Uh, so we actually have a shot at, at, at things continuing. Woo. My goodness, those DC release dates keep getting pushed back. Oh. Thank goodness we're a Marvel show. Yeah. That kind of stuff has me kind of pissed off, I'm not going to lie. The funeral screenings, oh. let me see it. Let me see it. I don't care if it's not finished. I'm going to go cry now. I'm going to go cry now. now that you've got <laughs> anyway, Aaron's idea for Captain America New World Order completely just killed, like, just blows my idea for, for this anthology series out of the water, so... I feel like trying to follow that would be a huge mistake. So just go read the article I wrote instead, because I'm not going to try to top that. That's uh, that's a that's a good that's a good pitch right there. And I don't want to see anything else. I, I'm sorry I took the the assignment a little bit too seriously because I was like, this could work. It could be. It could be that we could all we I'm could have it all, but we can't. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. We're moving on. Well, so speaking of movies that have come out and are continuing to come out, um, Thor Love and Thunder will be streaming on Disney Plus on September 8th, which is Disney Plus Day. Um, I realized we we will have a show that day. So that'll be kind of crazy because I'm assuming they're going to drop something or other that we will have to react to and freak out about. I'm already looking forward to that. And then Love and Thunder will be on Blu-ray and 4K on September 27th. There are already four deleted scenes that are being teased in that info, which is a scene looking for Zeus with Thor, Kor, and Valkyrie. Star-Lord and Mantis trying to convince Thor to help their cause. Thor talking to Star-Lord and Mantis in battle and Korg explodes in and fighting for you where Zeus gives Thor a special weapon. So what do we think about Thor, Love and Thunder coming back out? I know, as we've said, we wish that there was a lot more in this movie than there ended up being. So what do we think of these deleted scene descriptions? Not, not a single thing on that list is something that of the 10, 15 things I want to see in that movie, none of yep. them are that. But I do like that we're going to get some more Russell Crowe content because he's so funny. Uh, but like, I look at that list and I'm like, okay, Sure. I mean, I'm going to buy it because if I don't buy physical media I, uh, these days, it, that's a danger zone. We need to buy all the physical media we can, people. Uh, but, eh. Buy all the that's my official statement. Eh. Including Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because Jenna Anderson's name is on the box. Yeah. So that's cool, too. I was in Walmart the other day and I picked it up and I was like, <laughs> no, this has Jenna's name on Walmart. <laughs> this is cool. Um, Yes, Jamie, you nailed it. None of those scenes are scenes that I like. Russell Crowe's great. See that area down there that looking like a stage? Go there. Uh, <laughs> but how about the, the scene with Jeff Goldblum and Peter Dinklage? Fine. They, those characters had to die. They had to have killed us, uh, Eitri and uh, the Grandmaster in those scenes. And that's why they're not releasing them because they're too, they would really shake things up in ways that like most people wouldn't ever see it. So Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster gets to live another movie, maybe, if he makes the cut next time. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy that uh, that those were not on that list. But also, you know, I love a gag reel. I love a deleted scene. I'll watch these. There's a director's commentary track too. So that's mm -hmm. have they been doing those? I don't know. I think I, it's I, kind the of last one I listened to was Infinity War, but there, uh -huh. there may have been one since then. But that was a good one, and I don't know if I've heard any since then. With Hamilton has been showing his carelessness for this one since it released. I'm really interested to see what he has to say on the commentary track. I can listen Me to Tyke talk all day. He's hilarious. <laughs> so hopefully he had some fun and valuable insights on this one. And speaking of extra footage, uh, we got more Spider-Man coming, y'all. So Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. How many letters can you fit onto a poster? How many people can you fit onto a poster? <laughs> the movie is getting more stuff. We don't know what the other cut footage is. I know a lot of people I wrote about it are hoping that there is like a Toby and Willem Dafoe fight, a longer one. That would be dope. Or like more Matt Murdock, because obviously there was a trial at some point. Who knows? Like, there, you know, there. but there's more stuff coming. Brandon just said he was going to go see... Love and Thunder again with this new footage. I'm sure Brandon is going to go re-see Spider-Man again with more footage. What, what about, what, how's everybody feeling about it? I mean, I have to, right? <laughs> 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 like, I can't have to go see it and then film it for everyone. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> I didn't do that. No, but for 11 minutes of footage, I saw Spider-Man three times at theaters already. What's one more time with some new footage? That'll be fun. It'll be fun. I hope the energy's there. I hope people are excited. I, I think it's really bold to call it the more fun stuff version when this is the most depressing Marvel movie ever made. Uh, uh, I, I've never been so gut-wrenched in a Marvel. I, I think the next time I watch this movie, I think is this, I'm just going to watch the second half because it's like, I just can't handle the Saturdays. So to call it the more fun stuff, I don't know. Uh, how much more fun? Is that a, is that a lie? Am I going to cry more? I don't think I want to take that risk. Yeah, yeah. I saw the articles were already popping up because some of the deleted scenes had Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire saying, we should do this again sometime. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, oh, are they hinting at a sequel? And I'm pretty sure that's just hinting at this more fun stuff version being re-released, like do the movie again. But if they bring them back, you know, we're all here for it. I love Andrew Garfield and Tobey as Spidey. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, are you, are you guys going to go see this in theaters? I don't know. Maybe. I think possibly there was a lot of people when they got announced that were like, wait a second, like 
they released so much of the behind the scenes when the first movie came out with that giant featurette that you can watch on comicbook.com. Uh-uh. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I feel like it would have to, I would have to hear about some real wildness happening. Like, you'd have to give me, like, the courtroom scene. I'd be like, okay, here we are again. Back at it at the Krispy Kreme. Let's do it. <laughs> the one thing is I have to go see it and tell you guys if it's worthwhile. Yeah, you yeah. can do it. I'm more likely to go see Rogue One this weekend because Rogue mm-hmm. One's coming back into theaters. Oh, cool. Very nice. Uh, Ooh. On IMAX. That's, that's, that sounds a little more appealing to me personally. I like No Way Home. I just, uh, I, I don't need to go see it again. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we got one more topic here. Aaron reminded us of this right before the show. Yeah, I mean, so BD hollered at Michael Pena for uh, secret headquarters on Paramount Plus uh, and, and his and his string of getting people to be like, I've been chided about this before. I can't say anything about these Marvel projects. So Michael Pena, of course, is in Ant-Man. And we're wondering, because we don't know very much about Quantumania, except for Jonathan Major's very, very large face, uh, <laughs> what if he's going to, if Lewis is going to be back. So he said, I don't know why people ask. I mean, you can ask, but I don't know why people ask. So he's not going to say, uh, and that, that seems like a dodge. Does anybody think we're getting any of uh, Scott's other friends back? Or is it just going to be him and his daughter and, and Hope all kind of trying to figure out what's going on? I'm chalking Luis up as a maybe at best because Kurt and T.I.'s character, yeah. uh, they are not back. They have said yeah. they're not. So Luis is definitely a maybe. Uh, and also, Michael Pena, you know exactly why I ask about this. <laughs> I host a Marvel show, and also at least four other websites picked up that comment and linked back to comicbook.com. We got to pay the bills, people. Got to pay the bills. And that him, him simply saying, I don't know why people ask about it, was enough to keep the lights on for one more day here at comicbook.com. So we're grateful. Grateful for the patience, Mr. Pena. I'm a big, I, I think Michael Pena is a funny guy. So. An Ant-Man movie without him is bum the idea bums me out because he's just a light and a joy in those movies. He's so funny. And mm-hmm. I, I will be, it's not gonna like ruin it, but it'll be sad if he's not in it. I, I do think we're we're we are owed. What we deserve more than anything in this life is Luis narrating like previously ons for all of the Disney <laughs> Plus. Like episode three of She-Hulk should come with Luis being like Previously on She-Hulk, you know, this guy did this and that, and then like it's mouthed by the characters, but he's just narrating it. Man doesn't even have to show up to set. Just put him in an ADR booth, let him lay down the audio, make the other actors, you know, record the, the bits to line up with his his recap. And it'll, it'll bring so much joy to the world. I think it would provide world peace, honestly. So, Pete Lewis in, in, in all these things, recapping all of it. I don't know. I, I think a lot of Ant-Man and the Watch Quantumania is going to take place in the quantum realm. Footage we saw at Comic-Con really was very quantum realm heavy. I don't think Luis is making a trip to the quantum realm. So <laughs> maybe he bookends the movie. Yeah. Maybe something like that. But uh, I, I, I'll always take some Luis in my life. I'll always take some Luis. All right. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about before we move on to She-Hulk? All right. On that note, we're going to take a one minute break. Make sure you subscribe to the Phase Zero YouTube channel right now during the break. What else are you going to do during this minute? You need to run to the bathroom, do that. But also subscribe to the Phase Zero YouTube channel. When we come back to the show, We have a special guest from She-Hulk joining us live on the program, and we're talking full spoilers for She-Hulk episode two. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 33. If you're listening to us in the car in podcast form, drive safely. We love you for it. If you're watching us live on YouTube, continue enjoying all of our beautiful faces. We're about to be joined by one more. I'm BD. We got Aaron, Jenna, and Jamie here. And right now, we have a special guest joining us live. You may know him as Father Gordon in the Conjuring movies, Carl in the Insidious films. He's in the upcoming Netflix film, We Have a Ghost, which also stars Anthony Mackie and David Arbor. He's appeared in House of Cards, HBO's Watchmen, and if you're like me, you best remember him as Reg Monroe 
from The Walking Dead, which was honestly peak Walking Dead, in my opinion. My humble little opinion here. But now you're going to know him as the H and GLK and H, Holden Holloway himself from She-Hulk. Mr. Steve Coulter is live on Phase Zero. Oh, my God. <laughs> your theme song just about gave me a stroke. I was sitting here in, in your illustrious green room. <laughs> Upstairs, and I happened to look down at my phone, you know, looking into what is left of my life, and I heard this bum bum bum. I was like, "Holy crap! It's we time, make time to make the donuts." So. That's right. We we make sure the audience and the hosts stay awake. That's a good idea. <laughs> we need it. So if I just seem to drift off or I go off on a tangent, just play that theme song. Wired back in. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Congrats sure. on being a part of She-Hulk, big part of today's episode. Uh, first of all, I, I want to start at the beginning of this journey with, for you. Uh, with the casting process, I know different actors have different experiences when they join a Marvel show. I'd love to hear, did you know what the role was when you auditioned for it? And was it your first time auditioning for Marvel? Uh, yes, it was my first time auditioning for Marvel. Uh, the The... Like a lot of shows and films now, they disguise the name of the character. Uh, it, it ended up being from the script, one, from one of the episodes. Uh, he was called Nicholson, I think. And I remember I, I, you know, I said in the audition that they'd asked for, and then I forgot about it a little bit. And then I was down, where was I? I had to go down, I was down in the Dominican Republic shooting a movie. You know, life is really hard as an actor. <laughs> the middle of winter during the pandemic is like I had to go to the, and then I had to do a callback because they said, oh, because we I didn't know it was a comedy, and so I did it a little sort of heavier. And they said, well, no, think of it as it's going to be a comedy. Think of uh, they may have mentioned Ali McBeal or something, and then I think a couple day or so went by, and then I got a little thing saying. Welcome to the Marvel Universe. So it was, I was very tickled. Tickled. That's, that's dude. Getting a getting a little thing that says "Welcome to the Marvel Universe." That, <laughs> yeah. that sounds awesome. And a bag oh, of money too, which was neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really kind of cool. It was like FedEx is like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I was like, okay, this is why people like being a Marvel. Movie. <laughs> and then wake up, Steve. You're having that bag of money dream again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the old Marvel dump truck. <laughs> yes, that old chestnut. <laughs> were you were you a big Marvel fan? Whether it was comics or like I know there's like a hundred movies now. Yeah, I, I grew, as a kid, I I was a huge Captain America fan, and as you may remember, well, you don't because you're like twelve. Um, they. There was actually some, I can't remember if it was a movie or TV show where, you know, it was way before any kind of special effects, whatever. And they had, he had these little wings, these little plastic <laughs> wings that went, and um, so the only way to see it was really the comic. And uh, I had a Captain America coloring book, which was like a, a I'm not exaggerating, a prized possession. I just spent hours coloring in it. So I was mainly, uh, Captain America and Spider-Man. Those were my two uh, go-tos. I, I, I got them every way. I would ride my bike up uh, through the prairie into town. We'd go into town with Paul. And uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, this, and I'd get my comic books. And I'd usually get a Mad Magazine, too. And uh, Did they have electricity yet? Was there <laughs> We were very excited, though. We'd go back home and read it by the fire. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, I wasn't good at book reading, so Mama had to read to me. <laughs> I feel like I should just continue this line of question, but we have to ask other stuff. Um, so when you got to the part of a script where you have to assign Jenna Case to with Abomination, yes. uh, did you go back and watch Incredible Hulk? Like, yes. Did you ask questions like, "What's it yeah, her family?" I wasn't I saw all those movies, but they didn't really, I don't think they stuck in anyone's mind too well. Um, but I did, yeah, I wanted to know exactly, because I had to, you know, the character had to know, oh, I sound like Daniel Day-Lewis, like Junior <laughs> Day Yeah, I had to, I had to go and watch a TV movie. It was, it was very exhausting. Um, yeah, because I wanted to have an idea of, uh, but actually the, the abomination stuff is actually pretty cool. 
Um, so I did do my research. I, should I just say yes or no instead of talking? Again, no, just no, please, play please. that theme song and I'll shut the hell up. <laughs> no, we're, we're here to listen to you. We're here to listen to you. Oh. Yeah, you're the, you're, the, you're the man of the hour here. Yeah. Okay. That's well, so, is, a, is, a, is a slept on movie in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so going off of the topic of research, Holloway has his own very unique story in the comics. Like his granddaughter is a superhero and he gets like his identity stolen by a robot at one point. Yeah. Did you research that and have that in the back of your mind as you were filming this stuff? Or did you just kind of go off of what was yeah, on the script? No, no. <laughs> I did. I, I mainly, I, I did look up some of his history and uh, being an actor with an ego, I wanted to see well, what else happens to him um, to see if, you know, because because he has all sorts of little adventures. Um, but I, I just did a, a, a kind of the same research I did for um, Walking Dead. I wanted to be familiar with it because sometimes you pick up little tidbits. And the fact that he had that history, he has an affinity. He's not just a, as was revealed in episode two, spoiler, you know, they do, he does hire She-Hulk. Kind of, you know, it's like cha-ching. But he does, he does have a sympathy and an affection uh, for that. And so that, that actually did help a little bit. So it's not just I hired her for this one reason. It's I do. There's a little bit of a father daughter kind of thing uh, looking out for. Her. Um, but mainly she's a, she's adding to the coffers of the law firm. So, you know, you did some movie research, you did some some comics research, but where does Holloway fall on the moral spectrum as a lawyer? Because he's a lawyer and he was quick to accept the waiver on the conflict of interest and assign the abomination case to Jen. How would you describe this guy from like a lawyer point of view? He's he's a really good lawyer and I have the expensive suits to prove it, which is like one of my favorite <laughs> things about playing. It was, seriously, it was like, oh, my God, you do walk differently in a thousand dollar suit. Or two thousand dollars suit, but yeah, I think he's a good guy. He he has morals. He's not gonna he's gonna make decisions that'll affect the bottom line. In that sense, he's kind of gray area because I mean, she's a huge opportunity. And as you'll see as the show continues, I keep telling her and asking her to do stuff that she doesn't do, and she keeps doing stuff that messes things up uh, because that. It, it, Financially, he's he's willing to bend stuff. I, I think morally, he won't. He's a good he's a good guy. So. Uh, you actually you use the term "really good lawyer," and if I don't know if you saw Spider Man No Way Home, but uh, there's a certain Marvel. One of the most famous Marvel lawyers the world has gotten to know so far is Daredevil, and we know he's coming to the show. Uh, he's a really good lawyer. <laughs> he is a really good lawyer. I know he's coming later in the show. Uh, what would what would Holloway think? Is that like competition? Is did you get to meet Charlie Cox at all? Did you? Uh, what, what, I didn't. What, what he, like? he. I did not get to meet him, which is, uh, you know, that little fanboy. I was. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I just I so love nice. that show so much. I'm actually just rewatched. Uh, uh, I think it was the second season. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if he'd become. I, I don't think it'd be competition because he's not. You should see my office. Uh, and then Marvel built a an entire. I think because they with we were shooting, you know, still in COVID, and they didn't know if they could have you know locations would be dependable because if they got shut down. So they basically built the entire two floor interior of the law firm, and with real working computers, and it was uh, it was astounding. Um, what was the question? <laughs> so I don't think he would be. He would not be competition because he has that little office. With, yeah, that's amazing. They really built the usually, I've, you know, everybody who goes into these probably expects green screen. Now you got there is a lot of green screen, but not that stuff. A lot is practical. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's and it makes it so easy. You know, I walked into my office and it is this. I, I'm not kidding. It's the size of almost the bottom floor of my house. I, mean, I don't have a, I don't have a big house. Uh, it was just huge. And so all you have to do, you got your fancy suit, you got this huge office and a magnificent desk. It does a lot of the work for you. And it's really fun because you're playing dress up and it's like, this is my office. Um, and uh, yeah, they spared no expense. And yet what's kind of cool, I was expecting, you know, it's Marvel and Disney. So you're expecting this maybe corporate atmosphere. I've done sort of big budgety stuff where it was like, you know, there's a lot of producers from the studio and and that wasn't the case it was really it felt i've done a lot of independent film 
the spirit on set was like doing an independent film. The spontaneity and the fun. Um, but it was just like an independent film with millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> but, no, that old chestnut again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, in, in any of the, the many, many drawers of that delightful, all the desks and like the, when Nikki goes, look at all this glass. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, Jesus, look at all this glass on the wall. There's like some real money going on here. There's Does it give you any access to the secrets for like any of the scenes? Like how much did they let you in on? Like did they well, let you in on anything that wasn't? There's a lot you get mainly, This is except for probably Tatiana, uh, you would get all your scenes for the upcoming episodes. Um, and sometimes you get a whole script. So part of the fun, uh, I was just out at the premiere and then we got to see the first four episodes. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what was in all the Hulk, She-Hulk scenes. So it was just as a fan, it was really kind of fun to see. Um, Cause yeah, they're under, they, The Walking Dead was kind of, I, I got to see whole scripts on Walking Dead. A couple other things I just did, a, I did Oppenheimer with uh, 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 Christopher Nor uh, Nolan and they only let you see your scenes. No big uh, deal. So they, they, uh, just yeah, throw they, that out there. Does that go on? Hold on, I gotta pick this up. I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> it's really, it felt. Oh, yeah, I might have. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's Matt Damon and Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, wait, Matthew Modine. Is he there? Yeah. We don't have enough hour in this podcast to list the Oppenheimer cast. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, yeah, Soupy Sales and Sally Struthers. <laughs> Paul Lynn actually is in it, which was weird. But so. <laughs> uh, I, my next question actually was, which was more secretive out of Marvel and Walking Dead? Uh, but you kind of answered that for us. Oh. See, I try to anticipate. Oh, which was more secretive? Oh, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Marvel by, well, Almost with Walking Dead, you know, actors, you get a call sheet every, you know, before each day. It has all the actors' names. And for Walking Dead, they had code names because that was this kind of the peak of the series. And so, and people outside the set, like uh, Alexandria, there were people camped out, you know, with like telephoto lenses to see if Andrew Lincoln was in a bathrobe or had a beard or a, a derby or something. Um, but they had code names for everyone's character. Uh, they didn't do that on She-Hulk. They had, you know, Tatiana and, and the fabulous secret guest stars that you'll see later in this season. Um, but I'd say, yeah, I'd say Marvel's a lot more because we couldn't talk about it. Well, I guess, yeah, well, they were both the same. I couldn't talk about it um, at all until a little bit when the trailer started. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. They'll come to your house and take one of your pets. I think that's actually in my contract. <laughs> I also, I was hearing you talk about how they built the office. Like I've been to the set, I've been to Alexandria and like, I mean, for anybody who isn't familiar with walking dead, that is a full on neighborhood that they built a fence around Absolutely. Like, and they yeah. built extra houses and they built the windmill of veg. Like that is a literal, like they, it's all there. People lived there. We were shooting the finale and it was at night and we had to stop because a FedEx truck came in <laughs> and made a delivery, which was kind of odd in the Walking Dead universe. It's like, <laughs> that might be a spinoff, actually. The undead FedEx. <laughs> Hold on, pause. We got the delivery. Steve, Steve ordered uh, a pop figure again. <laughs> <laughs> Uber Eats is here. Shut it down. Jenna has... A, a massive, I, I see behind her, yes. you know, CNN, they have books like about Lincoln and stuff, but here it's an amazing <laughs> collection you have. I was modeling so it. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, so you did mention Tatiana, and I did want to ask, what was it like working with her on set as Jen, first and foremost, yeah, and then as she held? It's going to sound corny, but she is, you know, I've been doing this for ugh, like 20, 30 years now, and Hands down, she was the nicest human being I've worked with. And, you know, the show is told through her point of view. So she's in every scene. Um, and never, you know, long shoot schedule. We went from April to like August of last year. Uh, never complained. Uh, was so kind and so funny. Um, and, and very kind to everyone for, you know, someone just showing up for a, acting for a day or background people. 
a lot of actors kind of stick to themselves, but she uh, was ridiculously nice. And also, she has to, most of the scenes I'm working with her, she's in her She-Hulk uh, uh, thing. And so she either had to be in the motion capture suit, um, or sometimes she would have this, uh, and she talked about this, this head extension. It's, it looks like a mannequin head on top of a, the weirdest hat you've ever seen, so that we could have the right eye line for her um and yet she still acts up a damn storm um and just yeah just ridiculously genuinely kind um yeah just and never like i said never 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 complained and i'm sure you know she's working 16 hour days for you know almost half a year so she's she's pretty great do you want to really know what she's like no <laughs> 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 no, she's, I, she's, yeah, it, it's, it's, and I had become, again, what's fun about being an actor, and I hope I don't ever lose this and become a, a jerk, of course, you'll be the judge of that, we still got a few minutes to go, um, <laughs> is that, you know, because you grow up watching movies and TV shows, and you get, you know, like Walking Dead, I was a, I'd watched it from the very first episode, and I had been a big fan of Orphan Black, because I remember when I first saw it, I was like, what is, who is this woman? And then getting to work with her is like, it's getting to play baseball with uh, Derek Jeter or something like that. It's really fun. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Uh, so I want to preface this with, you don't have to say who, don't say who. Uh, you, the show is loaded with cameos, but did anything really excite you? Was there anybody who walked on set where you were like, oh. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's that. Several times. There's a couple. Yes. Yes. You'll see. It's pretty cool. Nice. Oh, I can't, can't wait for that. Screening. So, you're, so, you know, your character's launching a superhuman law division, which means a lot of heroes and villains could potentially come through. Yeah. Is there anyone who's not on the show that you would love to see come in and oh. get represented? Oh, every, the whole Marvel Universe. I want <laughs> Thor and uh, maybe if in some multi-universe, if, if Tony Stark and Iron Man could come back. Uh, Captain America, of course. Um yeah, oh, I would love that. Even getting it, because Wong's on the show. Did I spoil that? Has he been on it yet? He's in the trailer. Oh, You're okay. Trailer. <laughs> You're safe. You're safe. Yeah, so that was a big, I was like, that's, that's Wong. That's Wong. <laughs> and he really does enter through actual sparks. That's not an effect. So it's kind of... <laughs> now, I, I want to hear what it's like, because you've clearly met everybody on the She-Hulk show, or, or most people on She-Hulk. But you worked on, we have a ghost, you worked on Oppenheimer, you've worked with Marvel actors elsewhere. And in those two projects alone, you got Downey, Mackie, Arbor, a few so other people. Cool. Did do you guys ever like stop and swap secrets and give advice, talk about what it's like to be in the Marvel world? I don't, I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did with Anthony Mackie, my character and we have a ghost uh, is the head of the CIA. And I kind of mess with him a lot. So I didn't really... Again, I'm going to sound like junior varsity Daniel Day-Lewis again. I didn't really talk to him apart from when I was the guy because I like I like messing with him because um, his character is very he's in in the in the movie it's great he's very you know confident and full of himself and my character comes right in and knocks him down <laughs> so so he would have been but uh, a ton of things I don't think so. Um, I only had in, in We Have a Ghost, I only worked with David Harbour one day because our characters don't really cross paths. Um, and he was off doing stuff. And then uh, the family tree pulls everybody into Marvel. You spend too much time with Mackie and you'll end up, you know, having cigars and whiskey and learning everything. <laughs> he's so yeah, he's just like, talk about energy. He really keeps the energy up on his set. He's just so happy to be there. And that that's really... Because part of it is, you're, you know, we're not doing you know, uh, space research or finding cures for diseases. We're making movies and TV shows. Um, so it's not, yeah, it's. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's got to have fun with it because then we get to have fun with it too. We appreciate yeah, it. it's supposed to be fun. So as, as we let you go, we appreciate you joining Fazier. Is there is there one episode of the remaining seven of She-Hulk that you're particularly excited uh, for the world to get their eyes on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There, and I, I can't think of a better way to end it than that, Steve. There's actually a Marvel representative named Frank standing right here. Is that a concern? I was wondering if that was like a, the Predator with those three dogs. <laughs> did you see, yeah, did you see that? Yeah. 
I just watched Prey, and I was like, that's crazy. They hired the Marvel snipers for a movie. Uh, <laughs> he keeps looking over at me going. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, listen, it's, an, it's our absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome back anytime. Congratulations on being a part of it. Can't wait to see everything you got coming as well. When I was putting your resume together, which titles to rattle off at the top of the show, I was like, man, this guy's done it all. So, uh, I'm, just, I'm, just an, I'm just an old. I'm just an old guy. I got nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're having you guys. You guys are very, very nice. Oh, like, you're too kind. You're too kind. You well, know you a lot uh, about Marvel. If I was your mom, I might say, "You need to get outside and play today." So, get some fresh air. Get out of your room and put down your action figures and go go play. No, I need to, I need to get paid. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. You're free. If you close out the browser, we will no longer be able to see or hear you. We're going to chat a little bit more about She-Hulk after you leave. So uh, you're free to go. We won't subject you to all of our uh, our, our Wolverine <laughs> strikes and the like. Thank oh. you, man. I hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. Oh, what an awesome guest. Oh, he was yeah. amazing. That He's was fun. He's funny. Oh, my he gosh. He should, he should be our honorary co-host every time he's in She-Hulk. <laughs> I hope, well, maybe maybe we could, I don't know. I think at some point we'd have to start paying him. But. <laughs> I, I really like that he's like, like just like, yeah, I'm an actor. My life is fun. Like, I like yeah. that he's not, like, he's taking it seriously enough that, you know, but he's also like, I have perspective and uh, I'm having a good time. And it was cool that he was like, actually a fan. And uh, that was fun. That was a yeah. good, that was a good time, guys. And just casually name dropping Chris Nolan. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> Bro, I'm just like, man, what are we doing with our lives? Our lives are cool, but we don't get to work with Chris Nolan every Tuesday. My <laughs> good, that's pretty cool. All right, now we got to, let's go around real quick. We got a few minutes left to talk about She-Hulk episode two from our perspectives, us outsiders, the non-Steve Coulters of the world. What a legend. I'm riding high because that was a fun interview. Um, we'll go around reactions real quick. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. What'd you think of episode two of She-Hulk? Uh, I, I'm still, I'm continuing to enjoy it. Um, I did not think we would start off right from like where episode one ended. Like it, like the pacing on this is very brisk compared to some of the other entries. Like I'm digging that aspect of it. Uh, I am also in awe of, I, I feel like Ariel just on my shoulder, like you need to watch all of Orphan Black so you can get more of this talent. Yes. You need yes. more of this talent in your life. Yes. Uh, she's yes. phenomenal as Jen Walters. So that's awesome. We met Chad. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's very ridiculous. <laughs> I have at least three Cheds in my family. So I was like, yeah, that's real. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely a fact. And the reveals, of course, were interesting. A lot of, lot of payoff. The last half of this was the payoff machine and it sounds like it's not slowing down. So I'm excited to see what we're going to have. I agree. I agree. Jamie, what do you think? Oh my God, I loved it. I just, I cannot, tr I cannot put into words what it is like for me to see a scene between Tatiana Maslany and Tim Roth. I mean, that is just like, my, my heart was bursting with joy seeing the two of them share the screen. I love them both so much. And Tim Roth being back after all these years, I'm so happy. And he's like, and I love what they're doing with the character. I'm like, yeah, you should represent him. Let's get him out of there. Uh, like, I'm on the, I'm like, like, I was instantly convinced. And um, the joke about uh, Nor Edward Norton was right on the money. I cackled at when, when he added that literally was so good. Um, just so much funny. My favorite part of the episode, I can't not bring it up. If I started a new job and someone brought me a welcome basket and gave me a poop map they would be my confidant and best friend for the rest of my life and you know what everybody poops and sometimes we don't like to talk about it and in a job there can be a dangerous spots where you, you it's emergency and you don't know i don't know i felt really seen in that moment sometimes you just gotta find a starbucks when you're on a road trip and yes. you know but. I was I love like it's so stupid, but I really was like I love that moment. And then I was like that 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 young man has a friend for life. Uh, my only <laughs> complaint about this episode, and Brandon, this is kind of your fault. Uh, you last week you said that every single post credit scene was like even better, or as good as the Captain America one, and this one was like, eh, she's just moving stuff. It wasn't like it was fine, but I was expecting something more based on your tease. I think I might've had recency bias based on the next one. Yeah. Okay. Just wait till next week. It's, it's, 
There has never been a scene like this in the MCU. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but tune in next week to see which Avengers have been pooping throughout the entire MCU. <laughs> um, all right, Jenna, what do you think? I'm just like people are going to take your quote about the episode three post credit scene and like run with it and think that it's something crazy. It is crazy, but yeah. Um, I love today's episode. It is, it's a little too short, but the more that I rewatch it, the more that I find things to genuinely love about it. I I am so glad that Jamie brought up Pug's introduction because, like, as someone who has read his entire comic tenure, it was the perfect way of introducing his energy and his personality. Like, everyone is so endeared to him already, and I think it's perfect, and I think Josh is already doing such a great job in that character. Um, this episode is just so much fun. The, all of the little references and Easter eggs that we're going to into are so much bigger than I would have expected them to be and having them be introduced in such a casual way is like the coolest thing ever and it's exactly what I want from this show so I loved it I like this episode quite a bit it's so different from episode one it moves the moves the pace of the show really fast I don't love that it's only like 20 something 22 minutes long with four credits uh, that feels really short uh, I really felt like it was I got spoiled by watching four episodes consecutively uh, but that said I still think this episode's super fun I also want to say uh, in the comment section on our YouTube channel, you will get banned if you're dropping stupid comments. We will ban you if you're offended that there are female characters and you're actually hearing stories from a female perspective. You should get lost. This is not the place for you and you're pretty soft and should take a shower. Uh, so, yeah, that's th this episode was was I mean, I just think the show is super fun and it gets more fun as it goes. I thought the level of humor in this one was probably right where I wanted. I think it gets a little sillier in some of the humor coming up, which is a little too silly for me. But overall, I still really I thought this episode was great. And there are some crazy Easter eggs, which we have to talk about really quick, because also I want to talk about the legality of Hulk movie rights, which I did some research on for a video uh, that I want to squeeze into the show as well. It might be completely off, but I sound really smart when I talk about it. So I want to get to it. But first, let's talk about these Easter eggs. Jenna, you did the Easter eggs video. Did any of them particularly stand out to you? So I'm going to be completely honest. I had watched these episodes three times and yet I still missed stuff like Adam Barnhart. God bless him. Noticed a thing on the screen when Jen is looking up jobs that aren't lawyer related when she's looking up like being a, a mascot at a Swiss like amusement park in the <laughs> corner of the Web page are two pretty big Easter eggs, which is they have a headline about a giant man sticking out of the ocean, which like finally cool. We're acknowledging that Eternals happen. This is the first time that we're actually acknowledging that giant celestial really existing. And then there's a headline that is basically a man got getting into a bar fight with metal claws. So what do we think about that? The PlayStation Whoa. game is canon confirmed. Yes. There you go. Yep. Bub. It's gotta be Wolverine, right? Like, come on. It's gotta be Wolverine. It can't be anything else. If it's not Wolverine, what is it? Why did it happen? Yeah. Don't do this to me. Yeah, well, I'm I will just waiting for say... to come out of the woodwork and be like, it's not Wolverine, it's really something. Like, something Because <laughs> I just remember with Black Widow, like, I know this was accident, but I remember the Easter egg that you thought you found for Wolverine that ended up being nothing. And so oh, it's like, the, I was the, the princess was bar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it I'm was... half expecting this to somehow be a thing, even though it's clearly intentional on the page. I'm half expecting Kevin Feige to pop up and be like, well, actually, that was a reference to something completely different. But I'm going to say it's Wolverine. I hope it's Wolverine because that is the perfect way to prove that Wolverine exists in this universe just on a headline on a web page. One of the only reliable pieces of Easter egg conference in the MCU is Chirons on news channels and scrolls and headlines. It's funny. MCU says traditional media is not dead. Uh, and that's where that's where I hope that it wasn't in there just to do because also you're going to have to hear from people if it's not actual Wolverine. If it's actually, you know, like, I don't know, like a Ron boner or something with like a bunch of butter right. knives in his no, hands. No, 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 Stop it. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I will say I would wear the Iron Man 3s, the shoes that were that were above those news headlines in the ad. I would wear those. Abomination. Change, man. Do we buy it? I do. The reason why I do is because we're we're here because Jen is a good lawyer and she's uh, like, that's the show. And I feel like if she gets duped in this main case, it's going to be really disappointing. But maybe that'll happen. But I trust maybe I'm just a sucker for Tim Roth. Uh, <laughs> but I, I trust he's a reformed man. And that speech was really good. He's like, I thought I was just being a good soldier, man. Uh, and now the, the threat is a hero. And I'm in this cage. And I was like, OK, I'm convinced. 
whatever he's saying is working on them seven uh, pen pals he has. Whatever yeah. he's saying. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. number six. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read his haikus. I'm like, can Marvel just publish a book of those haikus? I can only imagine how ridiculous they are. We got the Zemo dancing cut. So if you get Twitter behind yeah. it, you know, we might actually get a look at those haikus. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing we need to talk about for this episode, Hulk goes off into space, presumably to Sakaar because it's a car. It's a Sakarian ship. This has to be launching World War Hulk, right? Or some version of World War Hulk meets Planet <laughs> Hulk because we only got a little tiny slice of Planet Hulk and some of the characters from it in Thor Ragnarok. Like Hulk, we, Jamie mentioned this off of that wonderful list put together by some genius at the top of the show about how Hulk has possibly been swinging that big green thing around in space and possibly was not wearing a Captain America shield. And that's kind of <laughs> what he said, right? So he could have a son out there. Right? Because that's, that's, Scar might be out there. Go on eBay and buy it now because I'm going to buy that first appearance before it gets a, up in price. Uh, what do we think? World War Hulk story on the way? I love how you're making this more difficult for yourself by having to say World War Hulk so many times. I loved your little outtake video because that was the struggle. I had to say it once in my video and I already was like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. So respect. But yeah, I think that's what we're, what we're headed towards. Mark Ruffalo has said enough already where like he has not completely sh shut down the idea of it when people have asked him in interviews. So given his like spoiler barrier, that's more than enough for me. I think that's what we're headed towards because I think it would also be a really cool way to like expand the Hulk mythos from here. Seems pretty obvious. They've boxed him out from talking to Brandon. So they're, they're obviously <laughs> afraid. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. So <laughs> Here's what here's the deal with the Hulk movie rights. If we were going to get a World War Hulk movie, this was dug up by a Reddit user, Vito Ard. And as far as I could tell, this might be best insight to what's going on with Hulk movie rights. These are from like the SEC archives, which sounds really smart. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what it means, but there's like these really long contracts that if you read through them, Universal Studios has the rights to uh, the Incredible Hulk. If you make a movie with Hulk in the title, they distribute it, they get money for it. Disney has to share that. Disney ain't gonna share. Why, why, why share when you could just wait? Universal Studios has agreed to distribute Marvel's film The Incredible Hulk and sequels on essentially the same terms as those on which Paramount has agreed to distribute the other films financed and produced under the film facility. So they're under the same agreement as Paramount. Paramount's agreement says, doo -doo -doo -doo, Paramount shall have the right to exercise its Paramount distribution rights with respect to each picture for an initial period of 15 years commencing on the initial theatrical exhibition of such picture. Blah, 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 blah. Paramount, you're saying, oh, well, how did Paramount not have the rights still? They, Paramount sold the rights back to uh, Disney in 2010, I believe it was. Paramount's out of the picture now. They said, Marvel, pff, who's going to watch that? Uh, Paramount Company, Phase Zero is, we love you, mothership. Um, but so Paramount sold the rights back to Marvel. Universal did not sell Hulk rights back. So those 15 years would expire 15 years after the Incredible Hulk hit theaters, which was in June of 2008, which puts it in June of 2023, which means World War Hulk, June of 2023, confirmed, produced by Mephisto. <laughs> I think. I don't really know. I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure on this. I th this is something, these are, this is literally on sec.gov. That's where those are coming from. I don't know if things have changed behind the scenes. There could have been new things. This was dug up by a Reddit user. I dove through and read a whole bunch of, I, I went full Jen Walters, read a whole bunch of legal jargon, tried to understand it as best I could. And that's what I landed on. That's what everybody seems to be landing on. June 2023 is when the rights would go back. I don't know. Things could have changed behind the scenes. Uh, if Universal didn't sell the rights back, it seemed like a big L for Universal, right? Because they're just going to lose them. So... I'm not, I'm not really sure how it all works, but that's what it seems like. You can go find out more about World War Hulk and all that on the Phase Zero YouTube channel. Um, Spark Notes version, Hulk gets exiled from Earth by the Illuminati. Maybe there will be a new Illuminati in the MCU. I don't know. He already left Earth, so it doesn't seem like he's going to be exiled. He finds his uh, pregnant lady friend, Tyera. She dies in an explosion of the ship designed by the Illuminati characters, he gets real pissed off, goes back to Earth, wages war on the on the moon against Black Bolt, wants to take out Black Panther, Tony Stark, and Reed Richards, uh, and it becomes World War Hulk. Uh, so it's an awesome comic by Greg Pak. They're also, it, for Marvel Comics loves a little bit of synergy with the MCU. They're making a World War Hulk 
sequel story in an alternate universe, which starts publishing in November, I believe. Mm -hmm. So put that tinfoil hat on real tight and realize World War, <sighs> World War Hulk confirmed. <laughs> I don't know if it's confirmed, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 all I got there. And I did my, I tried to go Professor Jenna on it and, <laughs> and legal Jen Walters. So I, that, that's what I got. Yeah, you did a good job. I agree with all of that theory. Like it, it's way too much of a coincidence otherwise that we're like starting to get more concrete Hulk teases and like Hulk family teases just as this stuff is happening. So like, I believe it until we're, we're told otherwise. Somebody in the comments just pointed out, keep in mind the Hulk roller coasters in Universal Resor Resorts Orlando and Hollywood are still going. There's no Hulk coaster in Hollywood. Uh, but yeah. yes, the Hulk coaster in Orlando is still going and they can't, that, that's going to stay there. That is completely unrelated. That Universal Studios Orlando has full reign on the comics characters. They, they have already there. Disney can't do any characters in Orlando that are already at Universal Studios, I don't think. That's why it's Guardians of the Galaxy in Orlando and Avengers Campus in California. Uh, that I don't know. I, have no, I know nothing about the rights beyond that. If they ever expire, anything like that. I just know. They're the not going to take down those. That no. Whole yeah, and the also the Hulk roller coaster is my favorite roller coaster of all time. It's wow. um, uh, uh, amazing. Uh, as a Floridian, a I've ridden it hundreds of times. <laughs> Have you gone back and gone on the Velocicoaster yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh my god, Jamie! <laughs> Universal Orlando. Yes, yes. I'm into it. Jim, Jim, fire up the checkbook. We're going. We had a deal. You send us to Orlando just for. We'll do an episode from the roller coaster. All right, <laughs> we are way over on time here. Huge thanks to our uh, new friend Steve Coulter for joining us. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to have the last word here. This was a great show, Aaron, Jamie, Jenna. You're all awesome, Richard. Great job behind the scenes today. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Press like on this video. Share it with your friends. If you tweet a link, we will throw you the retweet. Just tag us so we see it. And uh, that's our show. We'll see you next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific for more days. Zero.